Phil Lowry with Retirement Time. On today's program, I want to give you a couple of examples of the pursuit of happiness as I have experienced it. This is all in accordance with the Spinozian theory that was the topic of our last program. Recall that Spinoza advised us to realize that happiness lies in the movement from a state of lesser perfection to yet that of a greater one. To him, happiness lies in the movement, not the attainment of a particular goal or project. Around 20 to 25 years ago, I'm not sure exactly how long, but somewhere in the distant past, my daughter, just out of college and a budding archeologist, bought an old VW bus. You know the kind, funky, cool, and in bad need of attention. As her father, it was my privilege to make this rig fit her needs. She needed something good for camping, so a new sound system needed to be installed. Then the rear seats had to come out and a sleeping arrangement constructed, etc. Lying on my side, on the floor of the bus, reaching for something underneath something in the back of the bus, I twisted my back. Sciatic damage was the verdict. Trips to the doctor, limping, foot wandering, physical therapy, and drugs. Everything was tried. Nothing was successful. Desperation. Over coffee one day, I heard of a back specialist who used Tai Chi to fix what was broken. Revive a back was the name of his business. Doctors were talking of back surgery, and I didn't want to go there. I decided to try the Tai Chi guy. I thought I would give him one visit, and if there was no improvement, that would be my first and last. All these years, and I have been doing Tai Chi every single day. I mean every single day. It's been a continual progression. It is movement. It is Spinozian. Each day there is improvement, and I mean every day. First thing in the morning, I never skip. My instructor taught me to sense my body, to feel what was happening and where. It's amazing. My wife is sick of hearing about it, but each day there's something else going on. The back healed, the posture changed, the head position changed, the body relaxed more and more, and then some more. I'm telling you there's been no end. The study of Tai Chi has become as natural as breathing and has continually provided me with the movement Spinoza advocated. Another great example of following this method was introduced to me by Miss Joe, my high school psychology teacher. One time she drew a straight line across the board. The straight line represented us and the life we were to lead. She then drew wavy lines that rose and dipped below the straight line, looked like hills and valleys. She then colored in all the high hills and said that they represented things that we've already done or learned. How to speak the language, read, fix a motor, cook a turkey, etc. The valleys were those that we have not experienced or learned. We don't know how to swim, ride a bike, ride a motorcycle, operate a computer, or visit New York City or Paris. I hope you get the picture. She went on to say that to be a complete person, we need to come back 
and fill in the valleys or hollow areas. We can continue to learn throughout our life. We need to keep expanding our abilities, knowledge, and experiences. She advised us to fill in the gaps or keep moving. When I retired from work, I looked at where these big holes existed. I couldn't read music, nor could I play an instrument. Thirty years ago, I picked up the classical guitar because I loved the sound and it was portable. It's provided me with another continuing avenue for actualizing the Spinozian advice. Every day since, there's been movement towards understanding music and perfecting the instrument. It's an endless task. At least, it is for me. That's what I like about it. I practiced at least five days a week for two hours each day. I have no musical talent, but I do love the little improvements I make each day. The two hours are never enough. I think it may be much easier to learn to play an instrument at an earlier age rather than in retirement. Of course, it's probably easier to learn many things at an earlier age than at a late one. But time does not allow us to learn everything at an early age. Something has to wait. It's those gaps one must consider. Of course, it can be a bit frustrating to put yourself back at the beginning, whether it is exploring a new area or developing a particular skill. Look at it as a lesson in humility. We all need a little dose of that now and then. I recently read of a 95-year-old woman in Vancouver, B.C. who just hit her first hole-in-one. She's been playing golf 77 years. Her advice? Don't give up. The pursuit of happiness is dear to us all, realizing that it lays in the movement between increases our chances of knowing it when we see it. This is Del Lowry with Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Del at retirementtalk.org.